0: Hello, summer 2023, American government and civic students. Welcome to our final exam review. You have made it to the end of summer. Uh, It has been a long process, it feels like, although it's only been three and a half weeks. But um, anyways, we're here. You just have to get to this final exam, and then uh, you can go and enjoy the rest of your summer break and get ready to have a super strong uh, 23-24 school year. So in this podcast, I'm going to go through uh, the review, um, and hopefully this helps you get ready for the final exam. Uh, Okay, so first up is the uh, Magna Carta and uh, the concepts that are in it. So remember, this is the document that is going to take power away from the king. It is going to uh, limit the king and his authority. And so that's the big concept you need to remember is the fact that uh, this is going to create you know, kind of this idea for the Americans eventually to let's have a limited government. We want to have a government that has restrictions on it, that can't do whatever it wants to, that is limited in its power and its authority. OK, uh, the next thing is the Declaration of Independence and a quote that goes with it. So you're going to have to be able to read the quote and kind of figure out, well, what's it talking about? OK, and so uh, for this one, just you need to remember that the. Um, um. The declaration is the document that says, hey, we are all created equal, and then it lists off the rights that we all have, which is the right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, so that's the, the document that we sent to, to King George in England when we said, hey, we're out of here. All right, checks and balances. Uh, So first off, what are checks and balances and then the examples? Okay, so first off, remember, we have a separation of powers where we have a legislative branch that writes the laws, an executive branch that enforces the laws, and the judicial branch which judges the laws. Okay, so that's our separation of power. No one group has all the power, all the authority to do all those things. It's separated out. Well, each of the branches also have things that they can do to watch the other. And that's the checks and balances. So, for example, the president uh, can veto pieces of legislation that Congress passes. Uh, Congress can impeach the president. Uh, The judicial branch gets to have judicial review where they can look over laws that have been challenged and say they're unconstitutional. All right. The Articles of Confederation and the weaknesses. I'm not going to try and go through all the weaknesses. Uh, Just remember, this was the first attempt at a government for the Americans, and uh, they had made the states very powerful. Uh, But the big problem here was that while the states were powerful, they also kind of really took power out of the hands of the government of the Articles. There was only one legislature, and it was tough to do anything because every state had one vote, and so no one ever agreed. And so that's a big problem. The Federalists versus the Anti-Federalists, so... Uh, the Federalists, very simply, were for the new Constitution and the new government. The Anti Federalists were against it. They were happy with the states having the power and authority uh, under the, the Articles. The types of government you got unitary, Confederate, and federal. All right. Um, so the, the unitary government is going to be the most centralized. It is going to be the one that, hey, here is the uh, power, here is the authority of the the central government of the the national government whatever might be and you have to listen to us and you have to do whatever we say all right uh the confederate government is going to be the least centralized because the states and you have like states or colonies or whatever it is has the power and the authority and so it's spread out all right so it's not located in one spot it's very divided up and then the federal government is the one in the middle because this is the one that divides up power between the the states and the national government Uh, the virginia plan versus the new jersey plan so the virginia plan remember was one that the large states were very happy with because it was going to base the representation in Congress on population. So the big states with lots of people were very, very excited. The little states were like, no, we want our own plan. And so they came up with the New Jersey plan. The little states said, hey, everything's going to be equal uh, and we'll make it nice and fair that way, okay? Uh, separation of powers, I talked about just a minute ago. Remember, that is just the fact that uh, our government has three independent branches of government the executive the legislative and the um judicial and remember they have checks and balances over each other so you know like the president's power uh, of veto is once again an example of that uh, check and balance stuff uh concurrent powers so these are powers that are shared by the state and the national government So in our current situation, the uh, state can tax us and the federal government can tax us. So if you're working or uh, something like that, then you're paying a federal income tax. You're also paying a state income tax here in Georgia. All right. So concurrent powers are just those powers that uh, are shared between the different levels of government. All right. Uh, The next thing is the full faith and credit laws and uh that is i'm gonna try to keep this as simple as possible uh basically states have to honor other states contracts court decisions uh and things like that okay so uh i'm an example of this uh when i was very young i got married down in florida and i moved to georgia okay i didn't have to get remarried when i moved to georgia the state of georgia just recognized my marriage down in florida I got divorced from that person uh, up here in Georgia. I didn't have to go down to Florida to sign any paperwork. Just Florida recognized that, hey, they got the divorce in Georgia, so it is you know good for everywhere. So that's the full faith and credit. The states are going to honor each other's stuff. All right, the necessary and proper clause, you might also see this as sometimes the uh, elastic clause, but uh, it's the same thing. Okay, and basically on the test, there's going to be a quote and you're gonna to, to, to pick out the necessary and proper clause. This is the one that allows Congress to stretch their powers, okay? So it allows Congress to stretch their power. So my favorite example is always the National Bank. There is no mention of a bank in the Constitution. However, okay, however, uh, Congress back in the 1800s created a bank because they said, hey, we control commerce, therefore we can control, uh, we can, we have the power with the necessary proper clause to create a uh, big national bank. And so uh, I'm sorry, I'm a history nerd, and I like to talk about it. So, Uh, all right, next up is the constitutional amendment process. All right, so it's a two-step process, and you need to remember that you have to have two-thirds of a national congress say yes, and then it moves on to the second step, and that is where three-fourths of the states uh, whether it be state legislatures, uh, that's usually what we do, uh, say yes. All right, so you got to remember those fractions, you got to remember those numbers. So two thirds of Congress has to say yes, and then three fourths of the states has to say yes before an amendment can become an official piece of the Constitution. All right, the Constitution, <clears throat> the articles, Article one, uh, that set up the legislative branch, Article two, set up the executive branch, and then Article 3 is going to set up the judicial branch. Um, all right, the next thing is uh, powers denied to the national government, okay? Uh, and these are some of the things that come from the Bill of Rights. Remember that first 10 amendments, those are things that the the, 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 the government cannot do, and uh, they're throughout the amendment. So like in the First Amendment, it says that the, the government will not create a national religion. So there's never going to be a first church in the United States that we have to go to. Uh, remember, they can't unlawfully search and seize you. Remember, you don't have to talk to the police. Okay, uh, All of these are things that are denied the national government. They cannot do these things to us. All right? uh, Let's see. The next thing is judicial review. And so judicial review, this is the ability. I already talked about it a little bit. This is the ability of the court, the Supreme Court, and, and lower courts to an extent, to say that a governmental action, whether it is a law, whether it is a policy, whatever it might be, is unconstitutional. So that is judicial review. Uh, the Bill of Rights, okay, remember the Bill of Rights, we, we just talked about it a minute ago. Those are those first 10 amendments, and those are things that the um, the government cannot take away from us. So all those amendments, the first 10, especially, uh, make up our civil liberties. So it is things that, uh, the, the, the government cannot do. Okay. Uh, they cannot do. Now this was signed after the constitution. So it, um, it happened. So the constitution was ready to go. And then the anti-federalists like we're not signing off on that thing until there is a uh, bill of rights. And so that was when that was created was after the, the document. Uh, federalism, I've already talked about in just a little bit. Remember that is the splitting of powers between a state and national government. So, um, the national government has authority over us and the state government does as well. Uh, lobbyists. Okay. Lobbyists are people who are going to, um, try and convince governmental actors. So, legis- mainly, mainly legislatures. To affect policies, so hey, here's a policy we don't want you to vote on it. So they'll send a lobbyist in to talk and try and convince, typically Congress people, uh, to vote a certain way uh, on a on something. Uh, voting population in the United States and who turns out the most. So you have to be 18 and older to vote, um, and the people that turn out more often than not are the old people. Okay, they are the old people. Um, let's see. Next up is gerrymandering. Remember that, uh, gerrymandering is where a state legislature redraws a district line, uh, and it gives themselves typically, uh, an unfair advantage. Or, you know, we can look at it the other way say that a state legislature draws a line to hurt a certain voting group or something along those lines. Uh, suffrage is going to be the right to vote. So if you see that term, don't get tripped up or confused. It is just uh, the right to vote. Uh, Congressional roles. Excuse me. Remember that the congressional people, the people that we vote into office, uh, they are going to serve as legislatures. Okay. So they're going to create uh, legislation. They also are going to be committee members. They are also going to serve as uh, servants to us, the constituents. Okay. So that is, you know, their their job. Um, Let's see. Next up is the congressional basics, so the Senate and the House. Uh, So I'm going to try and make this as quick as possible. The Senate, remember, you got to be 30 years old and you got to be uh nine years a citizen and you have to live in the state and then you serve six year terms okay the house you have to be 25 and you have to uh be seven years a citizen and then you have to uh live also in the state that you live in and you serve two-year terms okay all right let's take a quick break All right, welcome back. So, I think we left off with impeachment. So, this is one of those checks. And just remember please, 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 please remember that uh, the impeachment does not mean that you are kicked out of office. Impeachment just means that you're charged, okay, with something uh, 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 robbery, treason, or a high crime and misdemeanor. And remember, you got to remember the split here, okay? The House is the only one that can impeach you. So the Senate cannot impeach you. The House of Representatives is the only one uh, that can impeach a president or a federal official or whatever it might be. And then the Senate, remember, holds the trial. Okay. so the Senate uh, then holds the trial. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. All right. The next thing is Senate only jobs. And really the main thing here is the, the advice and consent. So the Senate remember, has to approve most uh, appointments. Uh, the, so, like, the president appoints a federal judge. Sorry, I was struggling there. Uh, the president appoints a, a federal judge. That has to go through Senate approval, okay? Uh, the president appoints someone to an ambassadorship. They have to go through uh, the Senate. So uh, that is what that is getting at. Uh, all right, the committees in Congress. So you got, there's four, but remember there are the two main ones you got to know for this test are the standing and the conference. Okay. Uh, The standing, this is where the, every bill is going to go. And this is where most of the work takes place is in these committees. Okay. That is where every bill has to go. Uh, to one of the standing committees that's in in both the House and the Senate, and that's where their work on the bill they'll make changes, they'll mark it up, and all those sorts of things that they do to it. So that's where most of the work takes place uh, is in Congress, and it's you know to, to, it's like group work uh, in in school. So you know maybe you get some group work, um, and there's like five tasks. Well, instead of one person doing it all, let's divide it up. And so that's what Congress does. Now the conference committee. <clears throat> This is where um, Congress has passed a bill in two different versions. So the House has to pass a bill and the Senate has to pass the same exact bill. If they pass bills that are different in any way, then a conference committee has to come together and try and sort out the differences before the president can get it. Okay. Uh, The chairpersons of each committee is typically based on seniority. So whoever has been in Congress the longest, whoever's been in the House the longest or whoever's been in the Senate the longest will typically uh, and is on that committee. So if there's a group of 15 of us and we're on a committee and I've been in Congress the longest, then I'm probably going to get the seniority. I'm going to have the seniority uh, if I'm from the party that's in power and I'll get the, the job. All right. If you're a first year member, you're probably not going to be a committee chairperson unless it's a really special kind of situation. All right. Uh, The leadership of the House. So uh, the House has the Speaker of the House. Remember, that is the most important and most powerful position in all of Congress because the Speaker really runs things uh, in the House. Okay, They uh, make decisions about pieces of legislation, about the agenda, about who's on what committee, and just uh, they make a lot of uh, you get to make a lot of, of of choices then you got the majority leader and the minority leader uh, the majority leader is going to help the speaker because they're from the same party the minority party leader doesn't really have that ability and they just kind of wait and then you got the whips remember they're going to try and keep uh the house members and the senators kind of in line to to kind of sort of uh all right uh next up is the filibuster remember this is a senate only thing okay so a Senate only thing, and it is to try and prevent a bill from moving forward, okay? Now, sometimes you'll hear people say, hey, it's to kill a bill. And that's typically what people will say, but it's really to try and stop uh, anything from happening. So let's talk this bill until uh, it is talked out and we have stopped everything else from happening uh, in this Congress. So, or in the Senate, excuse me. Once again, it is only a Senate thing. Okay, so it is only a Senate thing. All right. Uh, going back to the basics, remember that the uh, the House is based on population, so the larger states have more people. Remember, the Senate has two people per per thing, per 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 state. Uh, next up is the formal qualifications of the President. So remember, you got to be thirty five. You have to be a natural born citizen and you have to live here for 14 years. So have they have lived in the, in the, the U S for 14 years. So that means you could be born here be a citizen and all that kind of stuff, move away for whatever reason. Uh, maybe you take a job overseas or whatever. You got to come back and live here for 14 years. This is, this is, this is my understanding. Uh, who elects the president? So remember we're going to So one day you're going to be able to vote and we'll go vote for a president. All right. And we, you know, our vote matters because our, our presidential candidate has to win the state that we're living in. However, you need to remember that we have the system called the electoral college and the electoral college is who's actually going to cast the deciding vote uh, for the president. So, you know, these electoral colleges is it's made up of these, these electors who cast the votes, uh, the appointment process, the sequence. So, uh, there's a lot of positions in, in the government that gets appointed by the president. All right. So you have to be nominated. So the president has to, to pick you to be a judge. Let's do a judge. Okay. So you're picked to be the next Supreme court justice. After the president has appoint, has nominated you, you then go to the Senate. The Senate will have you go to the judiciary committee and the Judiciary Committee will hold hearings and they will talk about you. They will bring you in and talk to you and ask you questions and and try and decide, is this the right person for the job? Then you will go, once the the committee is done, uh, you'll go to the full Senate and they'll talk about you and then they'll vote and you will be eventually confirmed by the Senate. Okay, so you have to remember those, be able to put those in order uh, on the test, So just be sure uh, that you are able to remember the order that they're in there. Okay. So the order that you see them in there and that um, you can put them back in order. Okay. Uh, Independent agencies. So these are parts of the bureaucracy. These are parts of the presidential or excuse me, the executive office, and they do a job. Okay. Uh, Now, these independent executive agencies typically are going to be over some big, broad part of the country. Okay. And my favorite example, just because I've always been interested in space, probably because I love Star Wars, uh, is NASA. Okay. So the the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Uh, They can't really regulate space, they can't stop people from traveling to space, but they're the ones that are going to be kind of in charge of the space exploration and things like that. All right. That's an independent agency. Um, Okay. uh, almost done here. The presidential succession. So remember this was set up after, uh, JFK was, was killed. And we need to remember that, um, it is, it's set. Okay. So it starts with the, the vice president after the president, then it goes through Congress, the, the speaker, uh, then it goes to the Senate side, the president pro tempore of the Senate. Uh, and then it gets into the cabinet positions, uh, as they were created uh let's see pardon so this is when the president decides that what you did your crime was not so bad and they decide to let you uh off okay now the president can only pardon you for federal crimes so if you do something here at the state level the president is unable to help you okay so you are out of luck if you've done something uh, in the state and in charge by the state the governor can help you but not the president Alrighty. Uh, so I'm trying to think of a, an example. So uh, back in the 70s, uh, Richard Nixon was pardoned by Gerald Ford, okay, because of his crimes. Uh, the next thing is Marbury versus Madison. I'm not going to go through the whole story of this, but it's the one that established judicial review. Uh, judicial review, remember, is the court's ability to look at laws and say they're unconstitutional. Basically, uh, Marbury was supposed to be a judge, but uh, he was not named a judge and was upset. And the court said, hey, the whole Judiciary Act is a mistake and is unconstitutional. Uh, original versus appellate jurisdiction. So original jurisdiction. Remember, this is where uh, ever your court case is heard first. So if it's heard in a district court at the federal level, if it's heard in a uh, traffic court at the local level that is original jurisdiction so it's where your case is heard first appellate is after that and you have appealed the decision so you're not happy with the outcome and so you appeal the decision of that court with the original jurisdiction uh the writ of satori i you know i i know i say that wrong that word very wrongly it's a lat word and i can't speak latin so i do apologize for for not being able to to say it correctly. Um, Remember, this is the court, the Supreme Court, specifically the Supreme Court saying that they are going to agree to hear a case, all right, because remember, they get to pick their own cases, and they get about 8,000 requests, and they only pick about 50, so they pick a very limited number, okay, of cases uh, to actually hear, and when they do say they're going to hear it, and remember, if just four justices have to say they want to, uh, then that is granting the writ of sartori. The Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. So the 14th Amendment established who and what is a citizen and all the rights that come with it. And so there's the Equal Protection Clause and then the Due Process Clause. And remember, the Due Process Clause, uh, that is all the things that the government has to do if they are going to try and take away uh, or deny any of your rights. Okay. So <clears throat> remember we talked about all the amendments that deal with the process of you being uh, in trouble. Okay. Um, and so if they're trying to take away your right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, uh, due processes, all those things that the state and the national government has to do and, and they can't deny you those rights and they have to treat you fairly throughout the process. All right, the Bill of Rights as restrictions. So remember, they are restrictions on the government. Okay, so they were restrictions uh, on the government. They are not uh, restrictions on us. So they are restrictions on the government. Fair trial process. So this is part of the Sixth Amendment. And remember, you have to, to have a fair trial and a, a speedy trial. Okay, uh, a trial with a jury. Remember, you have to get a lawyer. So the only thing you should ever say to the police is i want a lawyer if they're questioning you okay i want a lawyer um and that's the big things you also have the right to know your charges and the witnesses against you and those sorts of things but speedy trial trial by a jury and uh, a lawyer you have to have adequate defense okay uh the exclusionary rule in the fourth amendment so the exclusionary rule comes out of one of those cases uh that came up at the end of unit six when we we're going through the criminal trial process. And that was MAP versus Ohio. So if you'll remember MAP, Dolores MAP, was uh, the police showed up her house and wanted to search for a escaped uh, prisoner. And she said, no, they came back with a fake warrant. While they were searching her house with that fake warrant, they found some illegal things and they arrested her in charge her. she was arrested. OK, uh, she's going to appeal, say my Fourth Amendment rights were violated. They had no right to be there and the court is going to agree with her. So that's where, what the exclusionary rule just means is that they can't use it illegally obtained evidence against you. All right. So the, the court uh, will not kick it out. Your lawyer will have to work on that. But uh, if the court deems that it was illegally obtained, if they violated your Fourth Amendment rights to un, no unlawful search and seizure, then the evidence will be kicked out with the exclusionary rule. All right. Uh, last few things here. First off is the double jeopardy. Remember, you cannot be tried for the same crime twice. So um, if the state of Georgia charges you with a bank, uh, let's not say bank crime, that's a federal crime, uh, with murder, okay, and you're found not guilty, they can't charge you again. Now, uh, it doesn't happen too often, but uh, it's something, it's just to keep the The government from trying you over and over and over again until they get an outcome that they want. Brown versus Board of Education. Remember, this is the court case that created uh, the integration of schools. So it overturned Plessy versus Ferguson uh, and is going to get rid of the separate but equal policy that Plessy versus Ferguson had created. And then finally, the state government and the governor. Uh, The governor is the highest they're, they're, they're like the president of the state. They're just not called that, okay? But They are uh, the person that's in charge of the state. All right, guys, I hope this helps. I hope you do well on the final. Uh, I hope you're able to rest and relax for the next three weeks before the regular school year uh, gets cranked back up. Uh, I hope summer school hasn't been too draining for you. Uh, and um, best of luck in all your future endeavors.